This is a CNA podcast. Now, Health Matters with Daniel Martin. Welcome aboard, everybody. Now, for the last couple of days, we've had some respite from the hot weather. We've had a little bit of showers here and there. But throw your mind back. There were several days in a row where it was very hazy, dusty. If you were driving around, you could hardly see the buildings in some cases. And it's that April, May, June weather coming around, isn't it? And many of you might have been feeling it in your chest, in your breathing, in your nasal cavities, on your skin. Oh dear, how do you deal with this? And it's not set to disappear just like that, huh? Asia's having a severe heat wave right now, sweeping across much of Asia. Governments logging deaths and closing schools in places like China, India and Southeast Asia. In Malaysia, we've heard about record uh, numbers there and fires being spotted as well. Thailand is expecting more air pollution in the north of the country. Some respite from the rains here and there, of course. But, um, you know, medical issues from respiratory problems to eye inflammation, sore throats being recorded there as well. How do you deal with the pollution and the environment and what is likely this hazy and dusty weather? Dr. Leong Jun Lin is here. He is senior consultant and ENT surgeon based at Mount Elizabeth Orchard. Back on the show, Dr. Leong, hi. Hi, Daniel. How are you? I'm doing good. Well, last few days, not so good. Now doing better. So I've spoken to my listeners before. I've got the allergic rhinitis, so I'm very sensitive. Anytime there's a change in the air straight away, I knew. So this is what happened to me. It's like one night, I, I didn't expect hazy weather. I didn't expect dusty weather, but I just couldn't get to sleep. And it was difficult breathing. I was like, what's going on now? Why, why so uncomfortable? Why so restless? Then the next morning, I looked out the window. I was like, oh, okay. It's dusty and hazy out there as well. So what's going on? Why, why do we notice this? Why do we feel this? like this discomfort and, and things like that for the average person, let's say? Right. Um, it's very unfortunate that suddenly we have this bulk of uh, so-called like pollution happening into our environment. Yeah. Um, the fact of the matter is the, the respiratory tract uh, is one of the first things that comes into contact other than skin and the eye. But really, when you breathe in all these pollutants, whether it be nitrous uh, oxide or sulfur dioxide, any of these pollutants, they are irritant. And they're very irritating to, to our skin, whether it be skin on your on your body, uh, the nasal lining, the mucosa, respiratory tract lining, all of them will start having symptoms, uh, showing discomfort, getting irritated. That's why you have the runny nose, the itchy eyes, the sneezing. And then, of course, the swelling that causes you to have difficulty with the breathing uh, on top of everything else that you otherwise may have without the pollution. That's the thing, the irritation that's happening. And we've heard about, you know, air pollution of different, like, sizes. We became so familiar with PM2.5 over the haze period. Yeah. You and I often talked about it. Does the size of the particles that we're inhaling result in, I don't know, different respiratory reactions or anything like that? Uh, yes, they do. I think the smaller the particles, um, the, the, the higher the chance that you can actually breathe right in. Uh, into your lungs, the lower airway, but really the bigger ones, uh, um, straight away, um, your nose and your throat will be the ones that get it regardless of the size. Why do some people feel it more keenly than others, Dr. Leong? Some people are like, oh, is it really? I didn't know this. And others are like, well, I'm really feeling the sore throat. I'm really feeling the runny nose, that kind of thing. That's a great question. A lot of, a lot of patients who suffer from allergic rhinitis um, their baseline, their baseline on a good, normal, healthy, 
uh, clean day, already their nose may be a little bit swollen, there's some inflammation going on. That, that's your baseline. So the moment you have any form of additional irritation, straight away, they will be the first one to tell you. They are like the barometers of, of, of pollution, the barometers of how clean a, a place is. I mean, some of my patients... Um, the moment they wake up, like exactly like you, you yeah. don't need to open the windows. They, yeah. they know something is in the air. It's not quite right. I'm that guy. I don't need. I don't need an air purifier in the house with a digital monitor or scales to tell me. I'm, I'm straight on it. There's haze. I can tell. Like straight away. That's right. You, straight away, you know. You know. Yeah, that's right. That's the thing. So if you've got that baseline there, I mean, so that's the average person, and then those people that have like the minor allergic rhinitis, like me. What about people with severe pre-existing respiratory problems? How are they affected when things like this happen? So we, we have seen an increased number of patients that come in to see us uh, recently. Um, previously, in the previous years, during the haze time, I don't think we see as much because mm. majority of them um, may at the same time have asthma and stuff. They tend to see the, the respiratory physicians, the lung doctors. But recently, I, I, I actually I haven't gotten around to finding out the reason but it seems to be affecting the nose, uh, the throat, a little bit more uh, than the lungs. But the, a, a disproportionate number of all well, these patients with allergic rhinitis as well as sinusitis are starting to come in with worsening symptoms. And now we're even more concerned when those symptoms come up because we worry about things like influenza and COVID straight away, you know? Yeah, that's, that's and on top of everything else, we have to cater to all this. Um, you know what the, the COVID surge, the, the the new strain, yeah. and then of course recently we also I don't know whether you have noticed there has been an increased number of patients with influenza. Yes. So so a lot of yeah a lot of kids, young people, high fever, cough, cold, running nose, and uh, yeah. So so this is this is just add to everything else, and it's kind of tough time. For everybody. And all similar symptoms. So straight away, you might be reacting to the air pollution and the haziness, but then you worry about whether, oh dear, is it actually COVID? Quick, go and test. Then having said yeah. that, I wonder, now that we've seen the spike in numbers, the good thing that I'm seeing is people are once again a little bit more mindful about their mask usage, uh, being aware of their personal health, staying at home, hand cleaning and stuff like that. That if we Now we're also used to wearing masks. Lah. So, so we're, yeah. we're happy putting it on. Will that help in this kind of hazy weather and climate? Oh, definitely. I, 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 that is my advice to all of my patients. I mean, for now, um, if you can, try to cut down on your social activities if it's not that important, especially in the elderly or you have some sort of uh, other issues at the same time. So that simple masking is going to help you from getting an infectious disease. And on top of everything else, of course, the, the pollution is going to be an issue. So yes, as, as simple as masking up is going to help with all these things. Even if it's surgical mask, because it might not be able to filter out the small microns. Oh uh, well, of course, N95 or those that really take out the, all the particles is going to help. But um, unfortunately, not not a lot of our patients cannot, um, you know, use the N95 yeah. for a prolonged period of time. Yeah. I'm but worried I guess, yeah. when I see lots of people exercising in very muggy, thick, hazy weather. Yes. So these are the times that maybe you should um, uh, try to reduce really strenuous exercises when the pollution index is quite high because you, you're going to get tired and get um, um, more easily exhausted uh, with uh, less amount of um, exercises. And it's quite straining on the respiratory system. You're going to get tired and, and you can get sick quite easily. So maybe, I mean, a little bit of common sense. 
if you yeah. look out there and you can see it visibly so high, that's maybe a good reminder to yourself. Maybe not now. Maybe don't go right. for an outdoor run now. Yeah, yes. Uh, uh, you can see just days and it's really bad. And then, and then suddenly on the next day, it seems to have cleared up quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Check into your AQI, check into your PSI readings, NEA website, things like that. Exercising indoor in an air-conditioned environment will probably be a bit better. That's, the, that's probably the best bet. Yeah. yeah, if you're in the gym situation, there you go. We've got some interesting questions coming across on our WhatsApp hotline at 963 from CNA 938 listeners. I'll, I'll address one or two to you. This one I find fascinating. Yeah. This listener asks, um, I want to know from your doctor whether or not trimming of my nose hairs has any impact in terms of whether I'm breathing in more air pollution. So this person apparently trims their nose hairs quite a lot. That's interesting. So that is one of the entry points and the nose hairs do serve a purpose in terms of some filtration aspect as well. If you're trimming it and pulling it out and yanking it out, does it affect, I wonder? Okay, so nose hair, yes, you're right. It's, uh, it's part of the filtration uh, process where the respiratory tract actually stops large, I think large particles from getting easily into the nose. But yes, increasingly, there are some, uh, this trend going around where people... People wax keep, uh, their nose hair as well, off I see. They do wax their nose hair, yes. So large particles, yes. So you remove that, then yes, large particles, you, you may be able to inhale it a little bit easier. But air pollution, small particles like this, probably not make much of a difference to that. Yeah, your nose hair is great, but it's not a HEPA filter. It doesn't have that no, same small it, filtration, right? It's not, it's not, it's not. Is it good for your nose health to do things like waxing your nose hairs out? Uh, I think that's aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> More aesthetic than, than health in this case, yes. Yeah, I'm worried about like, you know, I mean, you know, if you're going to an uncredited source and anyhow doing it, you could damage the interior linings and things like that. Right, right. But I think some people are doing it at home, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. Home takeaway kids. Mm -hmm. Gosh, everybody be careful. Uh, here's another question. This person says, I did notice the hazy weather, Daniel, and I noticed that I immediately had to take antihistamines. I do find myself reaching out for them quite often, but I hear that this new generation of antihistamines, it's safe to take anytime I need. Is that true? Okay, let's talk about that. If you're reaching out and taking antihistamines often. Yes, absolutely. So this is a time, um, compared to all other times, if those guys with uh, more sensitive nose, you have allergic rhinitis or even your sinusitis, you need to take care of your nasal health. So simple things like um, if you have medication at your disposal, uh, please use the antihistamines, especially the, um, I will call it the white pills rather than the yellow pills. The yeah. yellow pills tend to be the first generation, which is much sleepier, mm. uh, whereas the white ones are, tend to be non-sleepy. So those are the ones that you should reach out for. Uh, please be... Um, you know, uh, if you're using any form of steroid nasal sprays, please be uh, uh, compliant with it, use it on a more regular basis. And some people may even use simple things like nasal washes just to clear their nose. Yes. Um, saline washes. Um, by all means, wash away, you know, during this time. I'm a big fan of the nasal... In fact, Dr. Yon, I think you introduced me to the nasal irrigation many years ago when we did a show on it and I started using it after one of our interviews and it does make a difference if you're regular about it. After a while, I became a bit lazy and I did become regular about it. But as and when times like this happen, I do find that it does help. So if you're doing something like nasal irrigation, if you're irregular with it, is it okay? Uh, yes, sure. I mean... Most of um, patients, the people will only use it when necessary. They feel that, you know, their nose is starting to act, act up a little bit. 
um, they are if they feel that it's at the beginning of having a flu, yes, please start uh, yeah. washing. Uh, sometimes you may be able to wash away the germs and stuff that may start something, mm. and sometimes you can avert that illness at times. Yeah, it could be preventive in some cases, right? Yes, it can. Yes. Wow. Yes. And and those nasal sprays you mentioned, is it safe to take? I th- I, ho- I heard we can't take it more than three four days in a row or something like that. Um, there are many kinds of nasal spray out there. Um, those that are dispensed by physicians, uh, steroid nasal sprays are very safe to use on the long term. Months and years, not a problem from two-year-old, four-year-old kids to the adults. It's not a problem when prescribed by the doctor. Um, you're absolutely right. There are those that are over-the-counter, the decongestant kind of spray where they actually, uh, you can see that they tell you only to use it up to five to seven days. But those are decongestants, mind you. It, 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 it reduces the nasal congestion, but it does not um, um, remove any, any antibacterial, anti-pollution kind of thing. All right, those you have to be very careful. Dr. Leong, when should somebody treat their symptoms that we've just been discussing because of this hazy weather by themselves with some over-the-counter options, nasal irrigation, nasal spray, over-the-counter uh, antihistamines versus when should they be stepping forward to seek you know, med- medical attention from you guys? Right, so most people would have experienced some form of um, nasal discomfort at one point. But if for whatever reason you find that this is a little bit beyond your usual, that means your blocked nose just simply wouldn't go away even with your regular medication medication, or you start having green, yellow stuff coming out, or some other times you'll have non-stop runny nose despite medication like antihistamine decongestant, and yet it does not stop the flow, mm. yes, you might start seeing better see a, a specialist to make sure that things are okay. Green or yellow stuff, that reminds me, I want to do a whole show on the different colours of mucus <laughs> and phlegm and whether it indicates different things. It kind of does, right, to some extent? To some extent, yes. To okay. Extent, Coming yes. soon on Health Matters. Listen out, folks. The different color <laughs> of phlegm and mucus. And, and finally, sh- for somebody who's been dealing with these kinds of allergic rhinitis problems or uh, sinusitis problems for a very long time, should they consider, are there surgical procedures that they can consider to help alleviate the problem? Yes. So we do see quite a number of people who has been on medication for a long time. And then they approach us to tell us that, you know, is there any other option? And really, we usually talk about... Um, hello, can you hear me? Yes, absolutely. Yes. So nowadays, there are various options. One, we can use radio frequency to reduce this structure on the side of the inside of the nose called the turbinates so, so that they shrink and do not cause obstruction for patients quite, on quite a permanent basis. The other thing that has come up in the last two to three years is actually using cryotherapy or we use... Uh, nitrous oxide in a balloon mm-hmm. and they replace inside the nose to freeze to freeze at minus 80 degrees the nerve supply to the nose and therefore dry up the nose for these patients. So these patients suddenly they have a eureka movement after the surgery uh, between one to three months depending they find that their nose is not as reactive as before um, they do not depend on taking their antihistamines on a daily basis it's almost like a new lease of life. And it's almost as, it's like those guys who had LASIK and then suddenly it's like, yeah. wow, I can actually do without glasses or, or contacts. So I can see you again and suddenly I can breathe again <laughs> as well. Yeah, they can breathe again and, and, and no more runny nose. 
That is phenomenal. I, I hadn't heard about this cryotherapy option as well. And the interesting thing about this is this is done purely outpatient, very minimally invasive, in through the nose, zap, 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 or, or freeze, freeze, freeze. And then healing recovery is quite good. Downtime is easy. It's exactly what you said. It, it can be done as an outpatient. It's fairly painless. And yes, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of a zap, 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 but it's a little bit longer than what you, what, what you just mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> but again, would you have to be someone who has tried and failed for a long period of time other conservative management approaches before considering one of these? Definitely, definitely. So people who have been using medication and, 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 and they're sick and tired of it, yes, this is something that you should consider. Dr. Leong, what an eye-opener. Thank you so much on helping us understand. Good to talk to you again. That's Dr. Leong Jin Lin, Senior Consultant and ENT Surgeon based at Mount Elizabeth Orchard. Today, we've been discussing the hazy weather and how it has been impacting your respiratory health. And if you want to download more podcasts of Health Matters, head on over to cna.asia slash listen or search for Health Matters CNA on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. I'm Daniel Martin, wishing you the best of health always. Before making any decisions based on the information in our program, please consult a medical professional.